Hello, and welcome to the Dad and Buried Podcast. As always, my name is Mike. I am your host, also known as Dad and Buried. I mixed it up a little bit that time. I didn't say Yeah, you did. Today. Here with my co-host, Pete. Say yep. Hello, Pete. Hi, I am the founder of Dropshipping Marketing that you've seen on the internet. Thank you very much. Wow. Yes. Yeah. I thought yeah. you were a poor man's Michael Fassbender. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm all of it. <laughs> we well, we are back this week, um, the week before Father's Day. Are you doing anything special ah. for Father's Day? Uh, I don't know. Oh, uh, I'm not sure what we're doing for Father's Day. It's still being sort of organized as as we speak, but uh, it doesn't ever, sound like anything is being. It doesn't sound promising. Yeah, no, it's it's not promising. Have you ever woken up um, on like Father's Day and it was like your family had planned a whole bunch of stuff for you that was all like a surprise? Um, no, you know, I I usually. Uh, have gotten ahead of Father's Day and being like, okay, so this is what I w- I'd like to do, which uh-huh. is just like I'd really appreciate. Cool. I'd like to I like to employ the Mother's Day tactic, which is, um, you know, uh, you know, my wife can do whatever she wants. She can go, you know, be with the family for a very short period of time and then really kind of just open it up and just decide what she so wants. So I saw an interesting. So first of all, there's this whole thing where supposedly like women want to stay and do stuff with the kids and men don't. I find it the opposite. Um, but the other thing I was going to say is I saw an interesting thing, like a meme or something on, on online somewhere where somebody was like, we need to, it's good that Father's Day comes after Mother's Day so that we can, so like yeah. dads can make yeah. sure they deliver yes. in order to get reciprocated, right? So that's how it works, the symbiosis, right? So. Well, not exactly. only that, but you can exactly. So if you if you if you basically mess up Mother's Day, yes. you know that Father's Day is coming around. So it's like it's like a equal opportunity way to really kind right, of right. Exactly. If you, you blow it, yeah, you hold your own fate in your own hands by being right. by really blowing Mother's Day. So and like you said, like if you want a specific thing or whatever, or you know what you want is maybe a little bit bigger than you normally want, you set the precedent. Right. For what you do for her. Right. And then she reciprocates, or yeah. you can like ask for, hey. Yeah. No, without being too gross about it, but being like, hey, listen, fireworks in the bedroom is what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That was actually a big mistake. I shouldn't have done that because that was that really was a lot of, yeah, it was a lot of fire and uh, very scary. But uh, hey, you know what I'm saying? At you least you got to learn from your happened. mistakes. Peter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a growth mindset, so I'm all good. <laughs> so tonight, um, or tonight, or whenever you're listening to this, could be afternoon. Could be not? in the morning. We don't know. Maybe you listen to it multiple times. If so, <laughs> thank you. Um, we're going to be talking about, so we're going to be talking about um, whether kids these days are independent, whether your own kids and our listeners' kids are independent, whether we think kids in general are more independent than we were when we were kids, um, and also why. Why the or, Well, that, and also just to what extent, given that, are, have we overcorrected, right? So with our with this independence, are we making them more independent? Are we making them less independent? Did we did we did we blow this whole thing by like giving too much of ourselves to these uh, this offspring these offspring? I guess are we uh, are we too involved? You're saying? Yeah. Are we are, are we are we so involved they can't possibly be independent? Right. So we have by by cod- whether you, not even necessarily coddling. But by wanting to take care of them and like thinking we're doing the best possible thing for them by I being think necessarily more coddling. I think necessarily coddling. Yes, is I it, think coddling. 
Well, that's part of it, right? But it's also, we're thinking we're doing the right thing. Like, this is better parenting than it used to be. But we may, by doing that, we may be stripping them of something fundamental that they can't get back. That's right. And that word is overcorrected. We might be overcorrecting our parents' mistakes, and all of a sudden, here we are creating a new set of problems. A classic human trait. I didn't know that meant by overcorrecting, right? And I was waiting for you to explain to me. So you think we're overcorrecting the work of previous generations, thinking we're more enlightened, and we're going to raise our kids so far differently than what our parents did. We think we're doing the right thing, but it's a trade-off. Maybe so so far, we, we are raising our kids with so much love, they literally can't fucking do anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can't, yeah. they can't cut with a sharp knife because okay. they're 13. I don't, I've never used a sharp knife before. Hey, guess what? Guess who's guilty? This guy. A few years ago, ridiculous. I wrote a blog Absolutely post. Absolutely ridiculous. I wrote a blog post that was like, um, like were my parents too good? for me to like be successful, <laughs> right? Which is kind of like, <laughs> yes. right? My what parents a, were too premise. loving. And they you know gave what, my me, parents were too great. They gave me too good of a life for me to like have the work ethic or killer instinct or whatever to succeed. So I'm blaming my parents that for being good parents. unbelievably yeah. amazing. That it is, is in a, a phenomenal way of, it's a good, yeah. You know it's what? A good it's it's a it's a it's a very interesting stance and and thankfully you are I think you know self reflexive enough to be able to put that because I don't think everybody has that amount of self reflection well, and I'm thinking what we should do is just say look okay before our, our kids get too much older because whoa just slow down here kids stop growing for a second but what's gonna happen is now this next gen right that's a, a phrase that I've it stands for so. generation. Am I correct? Is it, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. This next gen that's coming up. Uh, yeah. What? What kind of? You know. What? What are we bringing to the table? We just had millennials. They've killed everything, right? Um, or so. So it's been said. Have but they? really, it, but really, it just turns out that it's just things have evolved much faster, and there's people that are not able to understand that level of change. There's also things that are systemically wrong that we were addressing at the same time as just like incredible amounts of over-information mm-hmm. as well as incorrect information. And so misinformation, sure. And here we are, you, me, and you listening to this bloody podcast going, what the fuck did I do to, to have, like how come my 13-year-old can't use a sharp knife? What did I do? I really fucked this up. So it's funny because I think um, – that's one thing I wanted to talk about, one aspect of it. We're not going to get into it just yet. I um, want to thank everybody for listening. We'll be right back. Okay. We're going to get into it. Oh. I was closing out. That was the whole Oh, story. I like it. Yeah, just shut it all down. We're, yeah, right after this. We're going to get right back into it right after right this. Right back into it. All Back to the Dad and Buried Show. Um, is that what we call it? The Dad yeah. and Buried Podcast. I think the we saga. have saga. Show podcast. The epic saga. saga. Uh, the tragedy, actually, of the yeah. Dad, <laughs> the Dad and Buried tragedy. Um, so we're talking about, um, you know, independent kids and how our parenting may have uh, doomed them forever. Because correcting may have. We set thought we were so much better than the previous generations that, uh, you know what? 
that we came went too, before. We went too far. Yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> well, so let me just kind of open it with this little anecdote. Okay. Wait. Yes. What is it, Mike? I want to remind everybody where they can listen to us. Oh, my wherever God. Wherever you're listening. Throw us I, some reviews. You know what? There's people right now with headphones on that have just thrown them on the ground. Like, I forgot how to listen to you guys. Thank you. You know what? I think Colin. it's more like, yeah, their expectations have gotten too high. We need to bring them back down. <laughs> yeah. We're normally not this polished. This is more the experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, just just listen to us wherever you can. I will ask, like, guys, let's give us a rating maybe. That would subscribe. help. Subscribe. That would be Great. awesome. And if you yep. want, um, watch us on YouTube so you can see how just what we're wearing, how we look tonight. Just yeah. check in. Say hello. And boy, man, this boy band is not going to put itself together because we are looking sharp together. Um, did you know that I hired one of my kids to help do me up, put some makeup on before we go on air? Oh, is that right? One of his chores. I didn't hire him. It's one of his chores. Okay, okay. good. It's one of his. I wouldn't let that kid near me with, with a. I wouldn't let that kid near me with like a makeup brush, let alone a sharp knife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Well, so here's the uh, he, here's where it all began. Here's where it all went wrong. Where I started to realize where the wheels sort of came off the proverbial bus. Say. <laughs> As a parent, but, you mean? Yeah. So I'm a coach of my kid's soccer team. And actually, both my kids, my my seven year old and my and my eleven year old, and uh, but I was I was uh, kind of there's actually two of us and we're kind of helping and so I'm I'm coaching one side one team and you know the other coaches on the coaching the other side, and uh, you know so there's a lot of these are seven year old boys I mean there is not a lot of attention span amongst. Oh, yeah. So they're they're kind of out there like they don't really know what's going on. But this is soccer, but right? This so is soccer. Like this is soccer. Sorry, the, good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this so is you soccer. Said that. I just wanted to to make sure uh, I, I just do that. Yeah. So uh, you know, it, trying to teach the basics. First of all, this is a team sport, and I think that's really important because part of it is is this isn't just like tennis or this isn't just an individual sport. This is soccer. So you're doing soccer for a reason, like you would do baseball. You're part of a team. This is how your You've your parent has chosen you to be in yeah. this environment. Okay, and then by the way, the league is a very sort of, it's very it's non-competitive. Everybody plays like it doesn't matter your skill level. It's just everybody like everybody gets play. a trophy. Right. Yeah. Everybody gets to get yelled at by me. Everybody it doesn't matter what your race is. It does matter what your gender I is. Hope not. No, because you're gonna get yelled at by me because you're on my team. So. Do other coaches yell? Very few. I'm the absolutely the most uh, like obnoxious asshole out there. But anyway, in a good way. I'm very That's encouraging. Just to watch you. Yeah. So I'm I'm out there, and so one of my uh, players, one of these boys, was was out there, and I'm telling him, I'm like, dude, you got like you're playing, you're in defense, but you're playing the midfield line, and it's like right next to the action. I'm like, you got to get back because the team's gonna, you got to play your position, right? And and I'm you know and and within within like 30 seconds of kind of you know making this over and over again, a breakaway happens and it was the lamest goal you've ever seen. The ball just kind of trickles in and the the defenders like nowhere to be seen and uh, so it goes in. So okay, that happens, no no problem. But it's it's what we call in the sports business uh, a teachable moment. So I was like, hey hey man. So the reason that you know it's like. You know, no problem. We're going to come back at him. But here's the deal. You weren't in your position. 
and they score because you weren't in your position this specifically. This is your son. You're saying no. This, this is a different kid. kid. Okay. And I'm I'm not really I'm not yelling at him. I'm just I'm just explaining. I'm like, hey man, you got to be in your position because otherwise that kind Wait, of thing is gonna happen. Fuck up, kids, right? You're like. Yeah, I mean, listen. It, it, internally, I'm like Jesus fucking Christ, you absolute moron. Why were you know? <laughs> I after had, I, I literally, had I literally, on that game. I swear to God, I had so much money riding on that. Um, I. Uh, no, the, the, but I had just said, I had literally just said, get back in position. Like, I, like the action's all happening on the one end. And I like had the president, I was like, look, you need to get back. You're way too far up because there's something's going to happen. And I and I had told him like five or six times. And and it's not just one, there's two defenders, of course, but I'm writing the other one completely off. All right. So, uh, so I, I was talking to him and it was just the quarter ended. And just as the quarter ended, I was having this conversation. And just as I finished, talking to him this little boy this seven-year-old boy uh i turned around and his father came right up to him like i'm within two and like okay. five inches away and goes says don't worry it could have happened to anyone it's not your fault okay <laughs> he goes don't worry it could happen to anyone it's not your fault what and did you i do? i got i well here's what i did i immediately filled with rage and then <laughs> I put it in a little black box and I stuffed it way down inside. And I was like, this is going in the podcast, yes. son. <laughs> you made it in the podcast. Like I said, where it belongs. It. So, hopefully so it basically it got, I mean, I had trouble sleeping. I'll just say that. I had trouble sleeping because so I was like. You just smash cut from the guy saying. Is that yeah, because I was so, so what I, I, I didn't bed. say. Yeah, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything in response because there was it, there was nothing to say. I'm not going to escalate the situation. I'm not going to be like, "What are you talking about?" What I am going to do is is basically take away and and bring it to everyone who's listening and say, "What the fuck? Like, what the actual fuck?" He, I'm like, th this is a person on, who's in a team who is supposed to be doing a job. And this is, I thought was, you know, the more I thought about it, the more I was, I got more kind of upset. And then I was thinking more about everything in general. I'm like, look, this is like the most like hippy dippy lovey, like game of soccer you've ever seen, right? Like no one could do any wrong, except when you're not playing your position. Like that's basically it, right? Like these are the rules. Like you picked up the ball. You can't pick up the ball. Don't pick up the ball. <laughs> you punch the person in the face. Don't punch the person well, in the face. Can't do that, right? This is in that territory. This isn't like play better. This isn't like have more awareness. This is, well, it is to some degree. This is just like, hey, look, the reason they scored this super dinky, lame, lame ass goal was because you were just nowhere and you weren't paying attention. And like, that's your job. That's your role for this quarter. Oh, by the way, don't worry. You're not stuck in everyone moves around every quarter and blah, blah, blah. Of course, everyone wants to play up front. The point is, is like, that was it. That was the context of the story. And this dad comes over. After like two and a half seconds after I had stopped talking and basically let his son off the hook, like I've never seen anyone get let off the hook before. And had it been my son, the, they would still be cleaning up all of the remains on that pitch. Oh my I, God. I was, I, I know, I get, no, I get really uh, angry about kid. So, so in relation to what we're talking about this episode, what you're saying is this dad and, and our our generation? Are you saying our generation? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lump myself. I'm gonna lump you. Okay. I'm gonna lump I'm gonna lump uh, a number of us and maybe those some of those who are listening into it, which is 
which is we're, we're, you're only listening because you've you found that you're incredibly frustrated either something you're doing or your kids are doing, but you most likely are intelligent enough and sophisticated enough to realize that it's it's a combination of something you're doing, but that we don't know what's going wrong, but something is kind of wrong, right? And so I think that the, my point about overcorrecting is, okay, we're, you're already in this super like low right. stakes game and here you are letting your kid off the hook off of so, that's simply a, uh, teaching the rules and also essentially the fundamentals of what a team sport is meant to be and right. you're well, here. The dad probably the kid probably he probably doesn't care about the kid learning the game he just wants to get to have some social activity or teamwork or whatever but no, what but, you're saying is but what you're saying is he's he's not letting the kid fail and Correct. failing is a huge part of learning and becoming independent and ever wanting to do anything. And because we're making such safe spaces, yeah. making this extra safe space within an already stupidly safe space. Correct. We are coddling them so hard that we're robbing them of the ability to like, I don't know, like learning how to live with getting something wrong or blowing. Correct. Is, For is, fuck's is, sake. Yeah. Guys. We like we we came, we came, we grew up right. Remember growing up and how many fucking children were missing in our lives with the milk cartons? Like there was children missing everywhere. I mean there was everyone yeah, we was were very missing. scared of it. Man. We and so then when we grew up, we're like, man, I'm not gonna go missing. I'm gonna make sure I know where my kid is at all times. And guess what? Now we do. Yeah. And guess where they are? Right next to us the whole time. And now what the problem is, I see is honestly, if your kid can't play by themselves because they want you to play with them, you fucked up. And I <laughs> am guilty of that. I'm guilty. I've I realized my kid's like, oh, do you come and play with me? I'm like, dude, here's the thing. Like, no, I'm gonna say I like. And sometimes I really love playing with my kid. Most of the time, it's like uh, I don't like it anymore. Like I don't. I mean, I I enjoy some things, but not all the things. The problem is, is that line. My my kid, my dad, absolutely not even for one minute, fucking sat down and played to no. the, the same toys that I'm playing with. No, not oh, even for yeah, a second. No. But yet here I am. I'm like Legos. I'm doing right. this. I'm, I mean, yeah, sure he helped me Legos maybe a little bit, but like I'm like do Bakugan and That's, like his. Like, so all this shit I up. think this is this is not specific to dads, but I think weighted toward dads in that we are trying so hard to be like. We're going to be the most involved dad parents of all time. We're going to dads are going to become as good, like recognized as being as good and as involved as moms are and all this shit. So, like, I think I think the helicopter parenting or like the, the being too involved in thinking that, you know, smothering or overly protecting is like being more loving or better for the kids or whatever. I think it's all kind of it goes kind of part and parcel. Yeah. Um, so. I literally forgot what I was about to say. Well, I'm just, I mean, look, it, it goes into the okay. So what is what is the net outcome of this? All right. So we are we we came up. Maybe our parents got divorced. Maybe we had feelings of like, all right, well, reasons, yeah. like angry, like our teachers sucked. Like we had really shitty teachers. Let's just say, like people, we got some of us had uh, corporal punishment in school. You had Princess Diana as a teacher. She ruined. That, <laughs> that's true but i had a, i also had a lot of uh corporal punishment i mean i had fully like was smacked around no problem I mean, like that that happened um but you know and and again this is where that that you know obviously 
you don't want to some you can kind of go two ways with that you can be like oh I, that happened to me and i turned out fine or even though yeah. you might not have versus like oh i'll make sure that never happens you know ever again and i think the problem is really is that and this is kind of it really i don't know if this is a micro problem or a macro problem i feel it feels a little macro yes, the more i think about it well, I, yeah, I guess, but I think we can also start to like recognize it, which is we're overcorrecting. We've oh, we've gone, we're starting to, to the wheel is starting to go the other side. What does that mean? It means uh, I'm not quite sure, other than you know, like we are, our kids are not independent enough in some cases, in a lot of cases. Some some kids are very independent right. enough. They're I'm not saying, used to doing stuff on their own. They're not they're used not, to they're not used to doing stuff on their own. Risks. They're, they're not used, they're, they're, you know, again, attention span, like if, if something, if it fails, if they can't build the thing fast enough, if they don't build it correctly, yeah. I give up. Oh, so I need dad to sit down with me and finish building the goddamn Legos. Look, so, dude, you just so have it wrong. Times, you really messed it up. You didn't do what I told you. There's so many times I tell my kids, I'm like, because they want to give up after like one or two tries or something. I'm like, no one is good at anything. The first time they try it or the first 10 times, like, except me, like, yeah. I am a prodigy. Yeah. You can't exactly. look to me as an I, example. I, Almost nobody. This is yeah. why you practice. The more you do it, the better you get, right? Um, it's just a really tough thing to convey. Like, how do you teach perseverance and, you know, it's just, you just hope well, that, you, like, they find something they love and that flicks the switch. But it used right. to be you had to do it even if you didn't love it, right? Like Yeah, I well, I okay. And I think that that's a really good point. I mean, so how do you teach it? Well, you teach it often by just showing, right? Like you just yes. do this thing, Which right? Which I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> and so there we go. Time. Maybe that's the root of it. To, you know, learn by doing. Oh, shit. Well, that's going to be a problem because I don't like to do anything. And so there yes. you go. I'm going to raise some really shitty kids. Which is probably what we're on the trajectory. Obviously. Yeah, to, to be how, you know, so I guess the first step in trying to fix a problem is identifying it. I think that's really what I'm Everywise. trying to figure out here. I mean, I could, that was, uh, that set me back and has really got me thinking uh, about, you know, about how we're doing all of this stuff. Like some, uh, I know a lot of, or there are uh, kids out there like, you know, in their tw- 10, 11, 12, love to cook, love to bake, yeah, yeah. Love, you know, and of course, but you know, it's weird. You know, my my wife is a is a was a was a cook in a restaurant and a, and a chef and whatnot. And you know, so like cooking is like totally ingrained, except for when it comes to our kids and the kitchen and utensils and like things that are sharp or hot. Right. And it's it's I kind of realize you know, in the moment, like, oh, no, you can't bake cookies. Or, I mean, we are, we're letting our kid bake cookies. But everything has to be like, hey, can you come and take the tray out? Or something like that. There's some limit that they reach. You're super nervous the whole time, right? And, like, you were nervous five years ago when you maybe had a chance to, like, introduce them to stuff. But you're like, nope, not safe. And now when they're old enough to do it, they don't know how to do it. And, like, yeah, I think part of being They don't even want it. They don't want to. Of course not. They're used to having it done for them. Yeah. They, well, not only that, but also it's like the fear. Oh, right. That yeah, has we, been driven into these kids that too. Yeah. About about oh, like well, here use a knife, and then this is how you kind of peel a thing, and you're like you you're using a sharp knife yeah. with your thumb and your yeah, finger, and you're like, you? yeah, and it's like well, you got to kind of feel it, and but yeah, this is how you peel stuff or whatever it might be, and uh, yeah, terrible. but 
Yeah. yeah. It's timid. And so now that's led to this whole non-independent sort of, and, and not only that, but all, just a, a mindset. And I, I'm trying to think like the, this, that mindset of the parent where it's, you know, again, the, the participation award thing, which I'm, I'm a fan of and I agree with, I think there should be participation awards, but I really also believe firmly that if, if your team is the winner, they have to get a really big fucking trophy, like a big ass Something that someone covets. Why? Because that's going to spur people on. Now, the difference being is where we came from. It was like when we grew up, it was like the one team got the big ass trophy. And if you if you came second, it was like, well, tough shit. But the point of the problem with that isn't that one team got a trophy or that one team won. Like what they're trying to do with the participation trophy, like you don't want kids to feel bad. But like if you can teach them to enjoy playing the game independent of winning, then you don't need to worry about participation trophies because they're just having fun. But if they're right. not having fun, like especially when they're really young, you're trying to coax them into sticking right. with it long enough to start to like it, which is difficult, especially with, with like something like baseball. Like, it's really weird. I, I, it was such a good point. I'm kind of confused and, and disoriented <laughs> for a second. I just, it was such a salient point. I'm just, but whew, I'm not used to it. Here's the thing, but to, to add to that, we tried to do, we did we did baseball for a few years with my older kid. And my younger kid is trying it, and he seems to like it even a little bit more, right? So maybe he'll stick with it a little longer. But we also did soccer with the oldest kid, and he had a bad experience like his first game and was done. And now there's no chance ever that he will ever pick up and try soccer again because we let him drop out or we didn't, like, try it again immediately. And, like, even if you don't like it then, right. like, he was so traumatized by that one thing that never got closed off. We never made him face it and try it again or anything like that, that he will never sniff soccer for the rest of his life. It's, right. like, right. burned under his brain. But if we had, like, forced him, just give it a try. It's just a normal thing you might not like. He could eventually develop a, a like. He might like it right. later at some point. But now it's just built up as this huge yeah, well, I mean, I look, so I have two examples for that. Like this, again, on this particular season, one, one of the kids that showed up, like wouldn't play the first game, was uh, just incre- like just stood, just stood straight up and down, like just wouldn't move around, wouldn't do anything. And the one of the dad, the dad was like, well, we're just trying to coax him out. And, you know, I don't know how this is going to work. And honestly, it just there was like one or two plays early on where he's, he just kind of got touched the ball and started he and now literally like a, a bit of a character arc but he is absolutely without a doubt the fastest one That's of the awesome. most skilled players yeah it's really great it was great to see and the dad is super happy and and it's part of that and and one of the things i said he's the dad was saying i think we're just gonna like you know he he didn't he literally came to the first two games and just stood and didn't play and didn't want to do anything and the dad was like i think i'll just take him out and i was like no nah, just keep him in because you know just you know, just keep keep them in and, and yeah, we'll see what we can do. Uh, and same thing happened with my daughter. My daughter was uh, yeah, had remember, did yeah. did one season of soccer. She's like crying. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And I was like, all right, here's the deal. You do one more season, right? And you'll never have to do it again. Just do one. But you, it's a commitment. Oh, and the other thing is the the commitment to it, right? So uh, on the one hand, um, you know, uh, there there was talk of like, oh, well, just don't go this game or don't worry about this practice or whatever. And it's like, no, yeah. like that's the point. It's like, right. You got to commit. And it's like about showing up. It's about so, doing, well, doing the work. I agree with you completely. And I think one of the interesting subplot to this is that that's on us. Right. And like us being like, we got to bring to this thing, whatever. Some of this stuff, maybe not for you, but certainly for me, some of this stuff ends up being a little bit like self-serving, right? Where it's like, 
I'm not going to force my kid to do something he doesn't like. But also that means I don't have to bring him to practice. Right. Or well, there we go. Effort, right? So it's a, like an ease, a little bit of an ease of our load. And I think that that can be, again, well, 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 is it, if it isn't the consequences of my own decision. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. So this is more of a discipline thing, which I think we'll probably have another episode about soon. So she has, our, both of our kids are older. Um, but like, um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I think the, the point, the point. look, I, I, the point is, is that you, you, as parents, right, we are parents, right? We grew up in this time of divorced parents of you know of the 80s and 90s and you know parker lewis can't lose and silk shirts and stuff like that and now it's back and we're like yo why did i keep any of that stuff all i have are these jorts all i have are my jorts and my jegging you love jorts white ones (laughs) (laughs) i I love i love the the blue ones that went down to your calf what happened to those anyway so i think what i found in kind of looking back and looking at my own mistakes, because uh, I've made so many of them, and just no, trying to figure out, well, trying to figure out like what's what, what has been right. No, I mean there's definitely there's there's things along like there's all sorts of other stuff like reading stuff and like uh, there's different and different kids require. I have three kids. Sure. Each one of my kids, it turns out, requires different amounts of attention. What the hell? Just, yeah, just really all tricky. be the same. Exactly. You know what I mean, Why is that too just... hard to ask? Just all be the same. Also, so. be quiet, yeah. brush your teeth, and go to bed. Is that, that's not too hard? Okay. So, so it's funny in this, in, in talking about kind of like the independence thing, where like some of this is about not wanting to try, um, some of it's just about not wanting to fail. It's us not forcing them to do things sometimes um, for whatever reason. There's lots of different reasons why it's going on, but I think it's funny because a bunch of people said that. Um, their daughters are much more independent than their sons, and they people think it's like a gender breakdown. Do you mm-hmm. see that? Yeah, I mean, your oldest daughter is very independent, right? Yeah, she's super independent. So and... how do you engender that kind of like ambition and perseverance and stuff in her as a parent? That I mean, are all your kids like that? Do you see that? No, I just what I found is a certain it's the certain tone of screaming that really just no, uh, I you know I. It's really a personality thing. Uh, my daughter is just has such a very distinct personality. Always did. Oh, it came out just right. like, hey, this is it. This is what's happening. I'm cold right now. <laughs> you know, it's just not like, not like I'm gonna hang and like chill. I'm like, no, no, no. Has to be dealt with right now. And that's, you know, that's really carried with her. It just, it's kind of turned into. Uh, but to her credit, kind of, she's been able to harness it for focus in certain areas and which so, has been great different levels of like independence from her than you do from like your middle kid. Yeah. 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 And, and, and exactly middle kid and younger kid is also just is, is different. Not, uh, you know, it's, it's really strange. Um, there's, like I said, they are different. Um, but I think, uh, I, there are cer- certain things like my, my oldest daughter, like we just never like, for whatever reason, we just never did sharp knives. And it's now really, I I can't get it out of my head. Like my kids don't know how to pick up a sharp knife or what to do with a sharp knife. They only know like these super lame butter knives. And it's like, I'm, I I literally, it's like, I'm what an an utter failure. She's, you know, she's going into high school. Like, holy shit, dude, I'm going to buy these guys butterfly knives just to fucking, 
overcome, overcorrect. You said that one of the reasons their kids aren't independent is because they haven't taught them this stuff, right? And in, like my son, every once in a while, I'll be like, I don't understand how you don't know how to do that. He'll be like, you haven't shown me. Some of that stuff is valid. A lot of the time, <laughs> it's just like, just something like that. You can't be shown. It's just something you look at it and you know that's how it works. So like just, right, right. you know, like, like put, cleaning it up, this. like cleaning something up or putting it away. I don't yeah. know how to put it away. What do you mean you don't if know you how to put it away? You can get it down from yeah, the exactly. cabinet, open it and eat from it. You can put it yeah, back up into exactly. the cabinet. Right? You yeah. never showed me. Like, what do you, he had trouble like buttering like toast and stuff. And a bunch <laughs> of people said that their kids can't butter toast. Um, I don't know. I just like stuff like that is is minor. But like I've never like my wife and I, my wife has done some of this, right? She's baked with my kids and done a little bit of cooking with them. But like. I've never like shown my kid how to do something. Part of the reason is is that I don't know how to do anything. <laughs> I'm not like a DIY guy. I'm not gonna show him how to like you know right. you know repair a hole repair a hole in the in the ceiling or like I don't know how to do anything like that. So most of the stuff I can do is pretty intangible. So right. I don't know either you got it or you're not, buddy, or you don't. Yeah. Um, but there is a lot of stuff like I do feel bad sometimes. Like I need to show him how to do this, how to do that, and. Sometimes it seems like they're behind. Sometimes it's hard to judge because it's been a year and a half of, of a pandemic and you're not around other kids and everybody's getting stunted right. a little bit. Right. So here's, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying, all right, last year was a bye year include up to now. So we've got a year and a half under our belts. We got to cut the shit. Uh, we got to snap out of it. We uh, and I'm, I'm using the royal we here. I'm including myself for sure. But I'm, I'm also including including you, including all of us. We got to like, we got to know that overcorrecting is happening and we got to just make sure that we're doing it in the right way and, and just also be super cognizant of it because, man, you cannot let your kid off the hook for letting Stop. in the lamest goal of the season and you just can't do that. <laughs> so and if you are doing that, you're doing in, something wrong. In general, generationally and, you know, decade-wise, we're definitely more guilty of like coddling our kids, you know, than previous generations, the previous eras, right? I think that's yeah. safe to say. But during the past year and a half, during the pandemic and stuff, like people felt justified to do that. So like it, it got even to more inflated levels. So like I wrote a tweet yesterday yeah. where I was like, I was like, are they going to announce when the pandemic is over? Because I got to stop giving my kids all this leeway. Like I need to know. Well, that I mean, there we go, right? It's, it's it, you know, I think, you know, men, we talked a little bit about about the mental health of it all, the kids and like the way we're, you know, already, again, like our interaction, like I, every parent I knew growing up, you think that there was like a George or a, a Daisy and Bob and like, no, it was all Mr. and Mrs. The oh, whole yeah. time no, it was Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Right. Like, and so now, but I mean like, okay, I'm not so, I'm not so stuck up on that, There's but I, I get it. I get it. I, I think that's the right move, but that has kind of, that has consequences. Like everything has consequences. And so what, what it means is like when, when they're going out to this, to work, I guess the point is, is, are we setting them up for this future that just doesn't exist, right? Like, are we are we getting them ready for something that will never be? Well, and are if we getting them ready at all, right? So. Well, there. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, if you're gonna let someone off the hook for something that is as lame as, as and I'm just gonna kind of use this as yeah, the temple. I, hate this guy. I, so I really. It, it was so. It was so offensive uh, to me. Did he hear you? Did he hear you? No, like I didn't. I know. Did you? Oh, did you hear me under my breath say I'm gonna? No, pack. no, no. Before he said anything to his kid, did of he, course he did. Of course he did. Of course. 
And by the way, I was it wasn't like, oh, as a team, da, da, da. it was like, no, 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 you on the team, you as an individual, you messed up. You were not you in the right spot. And that and that was a and was yeah. mad at you? It was yeah, like, this I, abs- I absolutely believe that. And and what he did was he undid what I said mm-hmm. by saying, it's okay, it's okay, you're fine, you did everything right. Not, okay, you have a position to play on this team and you weren't playing on it, and not like maybe re- help me by reinforce. I, by the way, I wasn't, I, I didn't come down on the kid. You're a real I was like, priest type. I know what you're like. You're the bad guy in, in Karate Kid. You're teaching these kids fucking no mercy, yeah, like no, first. trust me. I'm Mr. Miyagi <laughs> all day long. They're like, why are we painting your fence? Why are we painting your fence? And I'm like, trust me, you'll find out soon. And I throw a punch and it just lands right in their face. Nice. And they're like, I don't understand what any of this, what just happened. And I go, I know. So no, my point is you that. sound like you're, you're um, scared, like a scary coach. But not a scary, not, not a scary coach. I'm, 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 what I do is I, I don't, I'm not, um, it, it's, uh, I'm not light with the way that, because at the end of the day, that's not how I, I believe, I believe like to encourage people, like strongly encourage them. Like, come on, man, you can definitely do it. So, or like, come on, man, that was your ball. Like that kind of thing. Like not, you, not saying what the fuck. Scary, but I think you're like, you're like down to business, serious. And yeah. yeah, but, but regardless of that, I just think it's funny that the kid's dad yeah. may have been like consciously been like, "Fuck this coach." Like, no, he was. No, a hundred percent. No, that's you think I talking that, about you in the league again. I, I I completely I imagine that he was probably he took he took personal offense to the fact that I was t- telling his kid that he had done something wrong, which essentially I was. You were not in your position, but I right. in the most. In the grandest scheme of you were doing something wrong, which is you are a child trying to learn a sport and you didn't do something correct. So I'm trying to offer. I'm not. By the way, I'm not trying to offer you guidance. I'm telling you how the game is played and You've how the position is played. Hired to teach their no, kids the game. No, you don't understand. I'm not hired at all. It's all volunteer. But you know and the I only mean, reason I do it is to yell at these kids. It's the right, only thing that gives me hope. But, but you're in that position ostensibly to teach the kids about yeah. the game. He stepped yeah. into that and was like. Don't worry about the game. Correct. <laughs> no, no. Uh, don't, it, it was it to the to the point of, again, you you know, I can I can only imagine. He's like, you're wait, you're singling my kid out. Why would you? Well, because your kid is playing this particular position. And and by the way, you know, like that, it goes it goes both ways. I mean, I've I've yelled at kids for doing other things, you know, when they're not like the ball's right in front of them, they're not kicking it to sh- score a goal. I'm yelling at them. Come on. But the point is, is uh, I mean. I want to go to one of these games. Yeah, I know. It's it's amazing. And um but I I just this was the first time that it happened where the dad was just immediately in a millisecond let his kid off the hook just in a way. Again, I've said it a hundred times now. The point is is that it it was so crystal clear. It was such an aha moment where it was like, "Oh shit." I think I've done the same kids. thing. I've probably done the same thing with my kids. This kid, this dad is so out of order. It's unbelievable. So, like, how if, many games you got left in the season? We have one. We have next next oh. week. Yeah. I was gonna say though, this is your chance. This is your group of guinea pigs for you to stop overcorrecting or correct your overcorrecting and start to instill the kind of independence and perseverance and stuff in the kids that you coach i do no but i do that all day long by, but it keeps getting undone you gotta like forcing yeah yeah yeah. trust me no I, media I, I, no talk no i do this i do i'm the, I'm the kind of coach he's like he's like again you know <laughs> do it again again 
know? and then that the assistant coach is like Peter, you sure these guys are that yeah. okay um, <laughs> i said water is for winners yeah. and then i, love I just it. pour it out so um but it's funny though because so like that's one of the reasons also you like enroll your kids in sports is for them to like like especially something like karate or like one of those single sports you did like you hoping they learn like humility and independence yeah. and like a work ethic that's part of the reason you put them into sports different sports teach different things but exactly otherwise just take up cricket for god's sakes and be done with it i don't know anything about cricket yeah. but i'm sure that was, a, that was a massive burn to all the competitors who play there. cricket though yeah. um that's the, you know it's not easy there's people in the playground around here that play it sometimes no idea what's going on Really yeah. have to understand Not, neither do they neither do they <laughs> are they are they do they play for six days straight because that's generally how you play cricket so i want to ask you so we know we know what we're doing wrong sort of um it's gonna be impossible to correct i appreciate we your know opinion. there's a problem we know um, there's... do you so you generally think that kids today are, are much less independent from previous generations partially because of the parenting we're doing and that kind of thing how do you, so aside from like yeah. the risk stuff that you're protecting your kids from, are they good at doing anything else on their own? Um, they, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think, look. It's, do they do laundry? Do they take initiative? Do they? Well, like, this is a good, see, these are very good questions. And so they're starting, we're starting to, I'm trying to foster uh, a little, a little kind of uh, get up and go ness with, with, with through through monetization. I'm trying to monetize. Uh, I'm trying to use leverage some economics up in here by, you know. So chores are one thing. You got to do your own chores. You got to make your own bed. You got to do your own stuff. But if you go above and beyond, you should be rewarded. Is my personal philosophy. Now, it's been said there's there's other folks in the house who have a different opinion of this and i don't want to go into i don't want to name names or anything like that but like just let me just put it this way there's significant force in the household they're actually the dumb biggest force yeah, 100%. <laughs> the alpha there's no question i mean listen i am i am middle management at best um and this is this comes straight from the top which they don't like it i'm trying to push through this initiative it's not it's not going well it's not meeting it's not it's not really landing okay so but anyway that's what i'm trying to do anyway um under the table i'm still trying to push my initiative through and sometimes it gets through and that that's very nice so you know 50 cents for making the bed my bed hey you know if they think that's a good idea the good deal then great by the way they are starting to learn the value of things and I am also starting to learn the value of things as well. Cause I'm like, all right, 50 cents to make my bed. Yeah. And then they'll like, they'll make the bed and they'll be like, that was just not worth 50 yeah, cents. Right. So just like, they're like, that's like at least $2. Right. And I was I'm like, say, all right. You're, like, you're really low balling them, you know? Well, I am. And I then I realized, boats, buddy, and know? then I realized, yeah, inflation, I, I'm, I'm still doing the, like the, the, the $5 an hour minimum wage thing when I, sh I need to be reading. So, so we've determined that two ways to help try to teach the kids the values, the independence and perseverance and all that stuff that we want are um, leading by example um, and bribing them. Yeah, and bribing them. Yeah. And if your kids are afraid of sharp knives, buy them a butterfly knife and then show them some YouTube videos and then let's just see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I was riding in the back of my parents' Buick. I must have been, I was probably between like four and seven. I know where we were, but I can't place my age and I don't know exactly when we got rid of that car. I, I, I saw in the back seat 
a cigarette lighter. I did not know what it was. I asked my parents, like, what's that? And I think one of them must have said a cigarette lighter. And, uh, and then I pushed it in and I took it out and I pressed it on my thumb. Um, because I didn't know when I pushed it in, I turned it, I didn't know what it was. Right. And it really hurt, you know, yeah. obviously, yeah. um, the hot coils on my thumb, it went and got iced and stuff. Um, so like, that's the kind of thing that as a parent, I want to prevent my kids from doing, but in so doing, Right. I'm not teaching my kid that that by doing that will do is will hurt. Right. Right. And that is more effective than being told it will hurt. Right. So sometimes you got to let your kids get like maimed or yeah. or disfigured just to teach them a lesson yeah. is my point. Yeah. And that's why you leave a <laughs> note. <laughs> but. You know, Mike, I think this is it. This is a great parenting paradox. And I think if we can recognize it, at the very least, I'm not, I don't have no answers. But I'm just saying I want to recognize it because overcorrecting uh, could, can potentially be – and I, I – well, overcorrecting is just simply swinging the other way. Of course, any extreme you go to is not going to be good, right? You want to kind of bring it more in the middle no matter what, right? So, yeah. And, and ultimately – if you're on the other side of the extreme, yeah, I mean, there you go. I mean, we, we you know. The, the challenge is, and this is the same thing with this one, this is what I was trying to say earlier, one of the two times I made a fool of myself tonight, is that it's the it's the now versus the later, right? And in, in overprotecting them now, we are leaving them more vulnerable later. Whereas if we could like stomach, you know, letting them get hurt, letting them fail, letting them, you know, get scolded by their coach, letting right. them try again and that kind of stuff, then they'll be tougher and more equipped to handle the world and stuff later. But just like with discipline, it, it's hard to get over the fact that like when your kid is like screaming in your face and it sucks, you're just like, fine, you give them what they want. So they stop. And then that screws them up later because they get spoiled or whatever. It doesn't always happen. But like if you can withstand the, the screaming in the now and just teach them a lesson that way then they might be better off later but it's not it's it's not as fun so like yeah. making your kid do something he doesn't want to do and trying again or like watching your kid fail sucks for the parent yeah so sometimes we're like don't like let's yeah i mean look that's, and then later there it backfires so that's a good point i mean i in some ways well and you just i think i'm just going to reiterate what you said but just like you know our fa our kids failure is also our failure right, right. and then we yes. and we want to we want to protect ourselves from watching our kids fail in certain circumstances and maybe that would maybe this was part of it maybe the dad had an issue of soccer or something I, I, who knows right <laughs> but like but again i mean the, the, into it. the point is is that yeah i mean uh i, I um i would say like i'm you know i have a pretty strong opinion of 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 so, a lot of this stuff and 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 i'm you know again what we do this podcast because i think this is i like i just love talking about this stuff you because i think it's really interesting because at, you said at the very beginning look we're we're like we lit, we're like modern dads what is a modern dad a dad is someone who really wants to do the best they possibly can for their entire family and their kids and be there and not travel and like my dad traveled the whole all the time, my entire right. childhood right. Not, yeah, right. but yet and but this is the other thing and yet i, I don't ever I, like he he was on he like came to soccer games and stuff like that like i don't ever i mean he didn't come to every single one but that was fine like he came to enough of them that I think was, 
based Great. on the fact that you are not more successful than you are, I'd say he came to too many, right? He, he <laughs> yeah, back, I think. Cut it back I, a few. Look, I, I go back. Listen, I co- I go back. I always go back to Bruce Springsteen. Look, if he had had a great dad, we never would have had well, Bruce Springsteen. Have you ever okay? seen or read the book by Ira Levin? The movie is called um, Boys from Brazil, and it is about a bunch of neo Nazis, or not even neo Nazis, Nazis who are still alive, who are trying to um, clone Hitler, and they actually do like clone him. But then what they do is they have to, they're trying to replicate for each clone the circumstances of Hitler's life that made him into the psychopath that they like worshiped and who, you know, committed genocide. So like they would kill his dad at the same age their original Hitler's dad was killed. It's fucking, I mean, it's like, it's just pulp crap. It's so entertaining. I've never actually seen the movie, but I read the book. Um, But that's the thing, like, listen, just make your kid read this book. Well, they could never do it, right? Because like, there's so many different unique circumstances that, like you said, with your oldest daughter, like her personality, it's like an innate personality right. that if she's being coddled or overcorrected or whatever, she's seemingly been able to overcome just right. by that, right? And then some of it is taught and some of it is circumstance and some of it is genetics, right? It's just a mess. So my point is, we can't, it doesn't matter what we do, everybody give up. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with that, it's just don't worry about. It. Just put on them sweatpants and just slide on into a wine bath. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. I love it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think like I say, I think just kind of identifying it, like identifying, like again, my biggest overcorrecting is the fact that my kid doesn't know how to use. None of my kids know how to use sharp knives, and that's a hundred percent my fault. Why? Because I just, we just never, I, like, I cut their food up. That's fucking yes. so fucking lame. It's like and I, that's so too. lame. And I'm going to, like, I just, you know, that's, this whole thing just kind of started to unravel a whole bunch of questions about how my parenting style so, is. So, um, it's sort of a flip. So this maybe undermines your thesis a little bit, at least generation, generationally. But every once in a while, somebody will, like, post some kind of meme about how kids in the 70s or 80s, you know, they would say like, hey, can you teach me how to do my taxes? They're like, no, we're teaching you to square dance, <laughs> right? Like that's what they did in elementary school. And like, like you should, instead of learning like basic life skills, you're learning more like theoretical or random stuff. Obviously the arts are important. I'm not knocking right. the art. But I do think you keep bringing up the sharp knives and like there's a lot of kitchen oriented stuff that like we don't have home ec anymore, right? Like we right, don't, right. that stuff that, I mean, I'm sure somewhere in like Kansas or something they have it, no offense, Kansas. Um, but right, those kind of things, the practical skills aren't taught. The parents are supposed to teach the practical skills, and we're sort of not doing that either. I think. Right. Um, you know, so it's just a we're raising kids who don't try and don't care, and we're not doing a good job of teaching <laughs> them things. It's just. So listen, if anyone has some sort of like <laughs> neurotic, neurosis, psychosis, like just listen to dad future <laughs> and post episodes of Dad and Buried, where you're yeah. No, I just, I, like I said, I think it's it's an observation. It's about about thinking through what are the things that you want to try and correct for, and what are the things you want to keep. Look, I'm a big I, I I'm a big believer in like not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, which is a weird expression, but I I kind of always lean on it. Which is like, you know, we tend to always be like, oh, this is the new thing. Forget that old thing. Start from scratch. And yeah. and ultimately. Ultimately, it's it's really always somewhere in the middle, which is uh, this is like markedly better than what we had been doing, but it's not so much better that there are still good things that that right. were happening. It's like, not, 
and not every new technique is better. A lot of them are, but not every single one is, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Know, it's interesting. So I think this was a little bit different episode um, than I think we often have. We did we used the comments and stuff we'd gotten as a guideline instead of reciting a lot of them. And instead, you and I, you know, we just riffed on it. Yeah. Did we riff, boy? We chopped it up is what we did. We took it out. We chopped it up. We're trying to yeah. teach our kids. Did you ever see Royal Tenenbaums? With our plastic Ikea knives. Did you see um, Royal Tenenbaums? Of course I did. So Gene Hackman is like an older generation oh, guy yeah. who's trying to teach the kids. Like, you got to take so it out. Good. You got to put a brick through the other guy's windshield, right? <laughs> yeah. And whereas Ben Stiller is teaching them to be like, all right, you know, you got to run out, get out of here. Everything regimented, no attachments, right? Well, that you know what? That's actually a great... Let's just let's talk about that. For well, that's for Brazil a, and Royal Tenenbaums. No, but re, the, that that particular dynamic, that Royal Tenenbaums, that that example of how Ben Still, Stiller's character came from Royal Tenenbaum, the most uh-huh. laid back, the most sort of suave, like the guy who was never there, right? No, creates creates. I, I know it was Ari and Uzi, but what's uh, what's the uh, what's what's Ben Stiller's name? Yeah, what's Ben? Whatever. So they they create. He then creates this character who's so neurotic yeah because he's had none of it he's had nothing and he's had to develop all of it by himself bubble wrap yeah yeah and and i think that that's again you know it's just that over correcting i'm not saying you become royal tenenbaum i'm not saying that that's not that's but you know better words you said royal tenenbaum wasn't great ben Silla's character was was trash both of them needed to meet in the middle of each of their respective things so yeah, that would have made that would have made a much better movie if everyone was just much more even keeled yeah. well and the drama yeah. and then just yeah, yeah just kind of they just took the conflict down like a couple notches that would have made a much better movie yeah so yeah like I'm just a little this was an, a fun episode in which you know we really we just you know they'll probably show this at Harvard right? <laughs> really right yeah, yeah I mean the look. Harvard of the South Clemson <laughs> is that what it is the Harvard of the South um. But it was a fun, it was fun, you know, just just ripping into it a little bit. It's been a while since we've had some of the healthy discourse, right? Yeah, yeah. Normally it's been very unhealthy discourse, very very dark, very <laughs> very dark. Well, look, I think we brought up a handful of good movies tonight, which is you know at the end of the day, <laughs> that's always listing, the most important. I just start listing movies we talked about and just mention like the three, and then yeah, Boys from should. the Zero World, Tenenbaums. Yeah, you should do that. That would be such a great um it's only like, like, like the Criterion like the Criterion yeah. like the Criterion collection. Just if like if you're on being, Patreon, uh, you can get like capsule oh, reviews of the movies we mentioned. I'll write okay. my own little capsule reviews. So you can you can throw us some money on Patreon or on Anchor. You can subscribe, listen, and like wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Um and check me out on Instagram where I usually pose the the episode topic and ask for some input. Uh, we did get a lot of input this week. Again, we didn't quote a ton of them, but we used it as guideposts um, because you know what? We can. I think we we should re- reuse some of this. A lot of it was good feedback. Yeah, I think so we too. But for, the fact is, you and I are the experts. The people are listening to learn from us. Right? I mean, of so, course. For God's sakes, I have over 13 years of parenting experience. experience. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you're you're way ahead of me, as we said. You got one more kid and three more years. So, yeah. congratulations to you. Well, thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate it. Accept this award on behalf of all parents. Uh, and so here's, I think we just need to leave it, which is stay strong, stay frosty, 
stay frosty. And stay, I guess, frosty and vigilant. I was going to say stay vigilant. That's that's the same. So, uh, yeah, just uh, stay cognizant. Stay away from sharp knives. (laughs) Stay away from sharp (laughs) knives. Peace out. Peace out.